Welcome to the China Jedi Podcast. Shining humor, love, and life on Chinese life. For those living, working, or traveling in China, or interested in learning about Chinese culture, expat life, and foreigners' perceptions. May the smile be with you. My eyes are clear, clear than the mist in the cloudy morning. China Jedi legal disclaimer. Please listen carefully. What you hear on this pod may or not be the truth, may or not be funny, rude, or damn right stupid. If statements are made by certain individuals from the human race that go against your preconceptions, conceptions, false conceptions, and selections, faith, tastes, or personal philosophies, please take it with a light-hearted sigh and slight shrug of the shoulder. Hold your head up high, knowing that you are a better person than they are, and that one day the force will strike down on them with great vengeance of furious laughter and unconditional frivolous forgiveness. you got it all wrong. The things that I've been saying, you've been listening to the wrong side. We're back, listeners, with another jam-packed China Jedi show with myself, Chris J. Bradshaw, and Josh Summers over the water. Hello. Hello, sir. And how is the morning for you? Oh, it's wonderfully wonderful. The sun is shining, and we've got some, uh, we've got some good information to give to our listeners, haven't we? Uh, yes, we do. I think they're going to find it... Uh, very useful today. Talking about information, what about something physical like a little giveaway? Tease us, tease us today. What's it going to be about? Oh yeah, today we're going to be talking about a little bit about luggage and packing, and the uh, the giveaway today is going to have to do with that. And this is like a physical product. This isn't anything digital. This is something that you can actually hold and touch and feel and use. And it's something that, as a matter of fact, I will be using the day after tomorrow personally as I as I jump on a plane. So. <laughs> That's that's your little uh, promo. Okay, well, first of all, all the things that we've been giving away have been nice and physical that you can touch and use, haven't they? That's the first thing. So, yeah. Well, I, I mean, a, a scritter, an yeah. accounted scritter is yeah. not. Come on. It's digital. Yeah. And that's a hell of a lot of money for, for not having much physical value, though, that scritter one. That, that's for sure. That is true. Um, and this prize, you'll be using it. Does that mean the listener will get the second-hand version or where they get the... The new one. I don't, I don't know which one's more valuable. Uh, you know, that's a good point. Um, I could I could put in some of my used clothes and and just send it along with that. But but no no, I will give the new one. I am I I swore to my wife that I would give the new one, so that's what I'll do. Okay, wonderful. I got it. it sounds like a suitcase or something. Anyway, I have to see end of the show. Look forward to that, Josh. Um, okay, quote the week time uh, inspiration. Yes, we need it. Do we not? Yes, we do. <laughs> May the games begin. This one is from someone anonymous, unless their name is Anon, but I'm thinking that's anonymous. Uh, here we go. Everyone comes with baggage. Find someone who loves you enough to help you unpack. Uh, I like that. That that's a good that's a good analogy right there. You know what I've always I've I've told people like friends that we're about to get married is just this reminder that you are not marrying the most perfect version of your spouse. And and sometimes I think we we get to this point, especially heading up to this wedding where it's like it's this glorious moment, and at that point everything's downhill from there. But everybody has their baggage, and even me, Chris. I know you may not believe that, but I I came with my own baggage when I got married. 
Well, yeah, I mean, we don't need to talk about that today, Mr. Summers. But uh, (laughs) one more time, everyone, I'm just trying to dissect this myself. Everyone comes with baggage. Find someone who loves you enough to help you unpack. Yes. Okay. Yeah, got it. Yeah. To be honest, when I go uh, away on holiday and I come back, I'm one of those people that like to unpack straight away. You know, when I get back in the house, I don't want it like, whereas my wife will just let the suitcase linger over the week and things will come out of it and finally go back in their place. But I'm just not into that. I'm, I just get back. I unpack unless I'm completely zonked, but I'll do it within the first few hours of waking up. Uh, yeah. What about you? Are you one of those, uh, or do you just kind of let it organically kind of? No, I've and... got to, I've got to unpack pretty much immediately. I've got to feel like I'm in or else the trip just is still, it's like a weight on my shoulders. (laughs) Yes, uh, absolutely. Indeed. Uh, Okay. Good stuff, Josh. Let's move on. Uh, Let's unpack this episode. Dway with Dway. Because this is just the way it's meant to be. This is just the way it's meant to be. This is just the way. So three, two down. Uh, I've got some work to do here. I can't go two down. I can't make it four two. So let's hope the listeners have been kind to me today and given you a difficult one. Uh, here we go then. You've got to work out if this is true or false. And at the end of the show, uh, we'll let you know the answers. In the Mao era, so obviously Chairman Mao, when, when he was the, um, the, the leader of, of the party, in the Mao era, sewing machines were regarded as one of the free bigs along with a suitcase and bicycle. Oh, okay, okay. People placed their names wow, on waiting lists for years to get them and took out loans from the factories where they worked to help pay for them. So one more time, in the Mao era, sewing machines were regarded as one of the free bigs, along with a suitcase and bicycle. People placed their names on waiting lists for years to get them and took out loans from the factories where they work to help pay for them. Josh, my gosh, how things have changed. Mm, definitely how things have changed. As a matter of fact, I don't know if I've, I'm trying to remember the last time I've seen a sewing machine either in China <laughs> or even in anywhere I'm at. Do you guys have a sewing machine at all? No, but I mean, I do see them up in a place called Nanping where they fix uh, shoes. Um, okay. they, they have a few sewing machines there too. Yeah, so it is around in the market, vegetable market, there's a sewing lady at the back that actually I take to do bits of sewing with. So they are around, but very much in underground, I guess now, back in the background. Yeah, not inside the home, but yeah, that's interesting. I can see bicycles being obviously of, of immense value and a sewing machine. And I'm, I'm curious about the, the suitcase. Yeah, suitcase, yeah, that is... Maybe they put that in because of the baggage thing. I'm just thinking, looking at my notes. <laughs> Got to be careful, though. They really like to twist things around, these researchers. Uh, yeah, by the way, Josh, sneaky. if you do have a like, if you if you unfortunately ripped your pink and salmon top one day and it needed sewing, what, what, how, where would you go to do that? Would you do it yourself? Would you get your wife to do it? Or would you go and buy a new one? Uh, so this is this is just a secret between you and me, Chris. Wow, well, actually, I, oh yeah, I forgot they're there. <laughs> I have a, I have a second pink and salmon shirt under <laughs> yes. this one, so I really just rip it off and I'm good to go. But that's just oh, between dear. you and me, okay? Well, you haven't heard of the free R's, have you? Reduce, reuse, and recycle. Anyway, Mr. <laughs> Summers, uh, think about that, and we'll come back to it later. Hopefully, whatever you choose, you'll get it wrong. Right, China Virgin Tip of the Week. Listen up.
for this week's China Virgin Tip of the Week, we're talking about Chinese airlines. And one of the things that I, I, it, it's, I, so hard for me whenever travelers come up to me and say, oh, if only I would, if I had known that the Chinese airlines have luggage weight restrictions that are different than the international, I would have had to pay for the overage fees. And this happens more often than you realize. So when, when I come from the U.S., and I'm, I'm curious, I don't know if this is the same for the U.K., when I come from the U.S., I get, when, I'm going to say this in pounds, we get 50 pounds per piece of luggage, two pieces of luggage, which I think translates to like 23 kilograms. Yeah, 23 kilograms, yeah. Is that yeah. the same for you when you're flying yeah, overseas? Yeah, a okay. absolutely. Yeah. I'm surprised you get 23 because I thought you'd have been on more of a budget being <laughs> Travel China cheaper guru. You'd have well, been Hand this this is, is for another job. another time, another place. <laughs> but I actually I use a service that sells my extra luggage space. So I if I don't uh -huh. use it, I I get paid like $150, $200 to uh, to have somebody else's luggage in that spot and shipping. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So I there like take that, Chris. I am saving money with my luggage. Yeah, and, and is that that's not directly for the airline, is it? Or is no, someone that... it's it's an air courier, and really, it only works with China, because um, oh, that's okay. they're doing a lot of shipping. You know, you know how China is; they love their foreign luxury goods, um, and the only way you can kind of avoid a lot of the import taxes is to have it brought in by a person. And so there are companies, one in particular what? that I work with, that will pair you up with items that need to be shipped over, and it, and it seems. A little bit of a gray area it's completely legal i did it and yeah I, that, like i said that's for another time but it, it worked out yeah, well okay okay but i just i gotta ask this i'm sorry what were you what did you bring over for someone was it a big ivory tusk or, or something like that or i you know or a no, loaded the, truck okay <laughs> so true story before i was at the la airport and they deliver me this package i open it up and i look through it like I, I yeah as i should um, they gave me a, you know, a manifest of what was in it beforehand, but I got to look through and make sure. And it's all stuff like, you know, a new iPhone. There was a collector's gold coin. There were just these, these little things that, um, that they're, they want to buy it. And, oh, it's a lot of like designer shoes and clothes. So it was really just luxury goods that were being shipped over. Oh, interesting. Well, yeah, I would love to talk about that more at another point. That's uh, really interesting. Something that could be really used for people coming to China. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm sorry I didn't include that in this episode, but if you guys are looking for anything, I'll just tell you, just do your research on something called Air Mule. That's A-I-R-M-U-L-E. Uh, that's the, there's a couple different services, I'm sure, but that's the one that I used and, and it worked pretty well. But what we're talking about here with this China version tip before we go too far yeah. off topic here is that there are different luggage restrictions. So in hmm. most domestic flights, you are only allowed 20 kilograms for a checked bag and five kilograms for a carry-on. Now the carry-on, that, that weight limit isn't um, enforced nearly as much as the checked bag. That is obviously very much enforced like it is anywhere in the world. But 20 kilograms is significantly less than 23 kilograms, which if you packed your bag full coming over to China, then you're going to have to offload something. And so what I usually recommend for people is if you're going to be doing any flying within China, let's say you're on a trip, um, you know, you're, you're traveling out to China, just pack for the 20 kilogram limit and go around with that. First of all, you don't need a massive 50 pound, 23 kilogram bag full of stuff. 
I, if you're doing that, I think you might be packing incorrectly, but that's my personal opinion. <laughs> uh, but if you can just max yourself out at 20, so that way you're not having to shuffle, you know, clothing into your carry on or something like that in order to make the weight limit. Yeah. There's nothing worse is there when you get to the airport and you've got to do some juggling. Um, oh, yeah. I'm sure everyone's, I remember one time I was coming over from London Heathrow to Hong Kong and I was over. I think it was about 26, Josh, to be honest. It was a bit silly. But then that's when I was moving out here. And I literally had to, lucky it was cold in England, I had a suit on. I literally had to stuff, I had to wear five shirts. (laughs) um, And and I was stuffing things in my pockets, you know, so I could walk through with them, right? And I'm not sure, I felt like Michelin Man when I got into the aeroplane. I could hardly go through the aisles. And when I sat down next to the person, I spent 10 minutes taking everything off and putting it up in my luggage shoulder. It's a classic. But I got it in the end and I didn't have to pay. So, you know, there's a world, there's a way. Are you basically saying that my joke of wearing two shirts and ripping one of them off is your reality? Is that right? (laughs) Yeah, I didn't rip them off. I carefully (laughs) took them off so I could use them again, Josh. Uh, But yes, but good stuff there. Luggage restrictions, something that many of us may not think about. Um, Don't get stung is basically what we're saying. Stick to 20, yeah? Yep. That's a good, it's, it's a good rule of thumb to just stick to that 20 and don't let yourself go over. Yeah. And, and also here's another one, get to the airport early. I never seem to be able to, to do it when I'm with my wife because that period before nice and relaxed, you're not stressed. You can take your luggage up to one of the airlines and put it on the, the weighing scale and, and just see what's going on before you go and, uh, and, and check in. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Right. Let's fly on. Sorry. Ting the dong topic time. <laughs> You got it wrong. The things that I've been saying, you'll be listening to the wrong song. Ting Budong. Okay. For Ting Budong, we are landing into the topic. Hey, get that landing into the topic of travel packing. Now, this isn't China per se, but I wanted to have a little fun with this. I wanted to, mm-hmm. like, this is you and me just kind of throwing out ideas. I, I wrote an, an article on this the five things that I pack that I think most people would find different or unusual. And everybody has their own things. Like uh, I got, whenever I wrote the article, I got a bunch of emails from people that were like, well, I do this and I do this. And I was just shocked the the different things. So I'll share with you a couple of mine. And Chris, I'd love to hear maybe what are some of the weird or, or odd, interesting things that you pack when you're traveling. All right. So I'll start us off. I'll start us off. I, one of the things, because I'm I'm a huge coffee, I, I love having coffee, uh, and there's great places to have coffee in China, but sometimes in the places that I love to travel. So I like to go out yeah. in kind of the, the rural areas. They don't have, you know, a good coffee shop. And so I actually carry with me, believe it or not, a portable espresso maker. It's about, it's about the size of maybe about six or seven inches long. It's, it's a, kind of a heavy duty thing. It's not too heavy though, but, um, but yeah, I can make an esp- a cup of espresso, just a little cup of espresso in a matter of two or three minutes. And it tastes really good. Is that the, the, like the little metal one? Yeah. The cafetiere, the Italian, you put it in. Well, steam kind of, it. You kind of, no, it's, it's not the same as like, say a French press. What I'm at, what I'm All literally right. doing, it's like a bike pump. So at the end of it, I pump it up to add pressure. And then I put in the grounds and then I press a button. Well, I mean, after I've heated the water and and put the water in, I press a button and that water is 
forced through the grounds to create yes. an espresso, just like it, you know you would make an espresso, uh, and uh, and and it makes a really good game-changing travel espresso for the coffee addict. I'm wondering if the listeners are thinking this might be the giveaway for today. We'll have to see. <laughs> eh? Right? They never know. Give away that. Yeah, by the sound of it, though, it looks like something you'd like to keep. Okay, coffee drinker, because I know a lot of Americans are into their coffee. When I was in America, I couldn't believe how many coffee filters and stuff are left in the hotel rooms. It's amazing. I, I didn't even know how to use it, uh, really? quite frankly. It, may, it makes me giddy, coffee. I've got too much energy as it is. If I have <laughs> coffee, I just go well overboard. Um, okay, one from me then. I have to say I'm pretty simple down the line uh kind of a traveler you know basic back to basics for me because a lot of the places i go you can get a lot of stuff there right um and so uh it also with kids now josh a lot of the space of my suitcase or my bag is taken up with kids (laughs) stuff um but if i'm thinking about myself which i sadly don't do much anymore as a parent but you know parents out there know exactly what i'm talking about um i will go with um it's not strange but i like to take my pen knife with me Really? Yeah, you know, like, like not just a knife, listeners. It's, it has a corkscrew and it's got a toothpick and a pen in it. You know, a little Swiss Army knife. Okay. And they let you on with that. Oh, I knew you'd ask me that. So <laughs> I put it in the, in the checked-in luggage. Okay, okay. So you, you can't keep it in the hand luggage. But saying that, Josh, last time when we went somewhere to Bali and we went through the Macau border from China, they did actually say, I can't take it through. Mm. And I was like, well, yeah, come on. I mean, it's it's in my check. It's going to be in my check luggage. Um, it's just in case I get stranded on an island somewhere and no one's around. You know, <laughs> I might need it. Um, and because I had like, how many kids did I have on me that time? Three kids, all this <laughs> stuff. They actually just let me go through. They couldn't be bothered with the rigmarole doing all the paperwork, actually. Nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that that's my one. I'll chuck that one in. A little, little Swiss army knife there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I, I used to do that a lot more, but I don't like getting mine confiscated. So I've kind of stopped doing that. Uh, so, okay. Another one for me, um, this is something that's rather new, but it has been a game changer for me, especially as I travel with my wife and I'll explain to you. Um, a lot of times we travel and I don't want to have two different suitcases. And so we pack in just one suitcase together. Oh, I know it's so sweet, right? You have one side and she has the other. I do, but that makes like, that's natural. That makes natural sense. I don't think that's weird in any way goodness but uh so but with having done that you know things still get mixed and and you know they all get moved around after the luggage has been thrown everywhere so i had a a company actually sent me uh some packing cubes to try and honestly i was really skeptical because i'm like i don't i don't need compression i don't which is what i usually associate with packing cubes so like big jackets or lots of clothes that i'm trying to compress into a small space And yet what I found is, especially when I'm traveling with my wife and we're both packing the same place, like I have it it literally, it's like this, this zippered bag that I pack all of my stuff in, I zip it up and I put it in. And so when we get to the destination, I just pull that bag out and that it acts as like my little mini luggage suitcase. And, and I love it. I know it sounds weird, but I absolutely love using these packing cubes. Wow. Okay, can you, so it's like, can you like visualize what I'm talking about at all? Yeah, it's like I have a picture of one up here because I'm like, what the hell is Summer's talking about? And it's literally like it's like a wash bag within sure. a wash bag within a wash bag, different compartments that I guess could be seen as like a mini suitcase in itself that you put in your suitcase. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, some people use it, like I said, for compression. The way I use it mm. and the way I've known a, num a number of other people to use it is more as like a way of organizing. Um, and this is especially true if you're a backpacker, if you're traveling cheap and, you know, everything's yeah. just gets stuffed in a backpack. It's so much easier to know and to keep things organized if you have these packing cubes that keep it, um, you know, just everything that you want in certain bags that are zipped up together. All right. I just thinking when I when I went backpacking in India when I was when I finished uh, school I don't know I was twenty or something I had this small kind of backpack and half of my backpack because didn't have all these compartments that you use Summers um, half of my backpack was cassette tapes oh my you God. believe it cassette tapes of the war I think you just aged yourself Sir Bradshaw <laughs> I remember squeezing them into the bag you know it's just unbelievable isn't it how things have changed but anyway. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, I've still got some of those tapes, actually. Not that I can play them anymore. No tape player. Um, moving on, then. What about me? Uh, one for me. So you've got packing cubes, mm -hmm. you weirdo. Uh, I'm going to go with... Um, I, I like to take my my audio mic now, my Zoom mic, you know, being a podcaster, because it's small, and you mm -hmm. never know what interesting people you'll meet. Uh, you know, I'm all about these audio kind of memories that podcasts can create for us. You know, I think it's wonderful because I know everyone that I do podcasts with in 20 years, uh, if I send them the link, they'll go, oh, yeah, I'm so glad we did that. You know, that time when you <laughs> pestered me to come on. So yeah. I just think it's uh, a wonderful thing to take around. That's pretty. So like, is it one of those small like H1 Zoom H1s? Yeah, yeah. H2, H2N Zoom H2, microphone okay. from Japan. But saying that, Josh, nowadays you've got your phone, haven't you? Yeah, Phones pretty much pick up that. Yeah, that thing. So maybe that's a bit like my tapes. Maybe I should stop using the space for that now. I don't know. Yeah. See, I see. I went to school for audio engineering, believe it or not, and, or at least portion of what I was doing. And there is a definite difference between the microphone on your phone and a Zoom microphone. So if you're looking for good quality, then you, you're still doing well with that Zoom microphone. Yeah, and that would be a nice giveaway. I wonder if that's going to be it today, listeners. Ooh. Oh, Zoom microphone. Ooh, really stepping up here. Uh, now, Josh, have you got another one to give a minute? Sure. I've got a couple more. I'm trying to think what would be more appropriate because there's a um, right. one of the ones that I listed was TSA PreCheck, but I think that really only applies to Americans. It's like a way to get through security faster in the United States, but it doesn't help you if you're in China and it doesn't help you if you're in the UK. So I think I'll... TSA, hang on, hang on, hang on. So hang on, the less clothes you... Is one of the tips not to wear too many clothes? Does that get you through security quicker? No, no. <laughs> I'm sure if you went through naked, you wouldn't have to take anything <laughs> off. That is true. No, right, I, okay. a pre-check for, for if you're in America, pre-check allows you to go through without taking off your belt and your shoes and everything oh, else. It's like you, right. you have to, you have to apply and be, um, I guess approved as a, as a known person that isn't, doesn't have any, you know, record, a criminal record or anything like that. And so you get to go through a line that is much faster and much better, not as uh, not as invasive, you know, as TSA tends to get known for, you know, patting you down and doing all that stuff. Man, okay, that's mad. Okay, it gives give us another one then. All right. Well, one of the things that um, I'm a photographer, right? Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I like to do is obviously taking pictures wherever I go, and that that applies to both my phone or with a big DSLR camera. The problem that I've run into in the past is that if I'm traveling mm -hmm. out and about, I and and let's say I fill up my camera, uh, you know, SD card or something like that, I have to have my computer with me 
to then upload all of those photos uh, and key and back them up or to, you know, just, just to erase the card in order to use that more of the card. Right. And in some cases that's okay. But a lot of cases, I don't want to be bringing my laptop every single place I go. And so I've got this little device. I, I could show it to you right now. It's, it's about yay big. So it's about the size of a deck of cards yeah. um, where I can plug in a, um, what would you call it? A backup hard drive. Okay. And it acts, it basically acts as a computer that can, you know, without having to have my computer around, I'm able to, to back up all of my photos wow, uh, to the it. hard drive. And it just uses my phone as an interface so that I can then, you know, get all of those files backed up onto the hard drive. And then I feel safe knowing that, you know, I can delete those files and I don't have to be carrying around my, my phone. So the one that I use, I think it's, what is it called? A RAV power file hub. Um, it works as a, I mean, even for some of those old school China hotels that don't have Wi-Fi, they just have wired connections. You can literally connect up the Ethernet cable, Ethernet cable, however you say that, and it will broadcast Wi-Fi in your hotel room. So you, it can act as like a Wi-Fi um, broadcast point. So it's it's got a number of different uses. My favorite being able to, as a photographer, download all of my files without carrying around my computer. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. Yeah, I, I haven't heard of that before, but it makes perfect sense that that should be should be around. Um, not too much too much technical stuff there. So yeah, wonderful, Josh. Okay, that's your another another unusual thing that you like to uh, <laughs> that you like like to pack. Yeah, wonderful. Maybe that's the giveaway, listeners. Cool, he really is ramping this up. I I, I got to give you this. This is quite funny. So they asked a load of Brits, me being a Brit. What's uh, like your most unusual item that you take on holiday? And here's a here's a top twenty five. I just got to tell you this. Brilliant. At the top. Tea bags because we like to have a good cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Then, we, then we got a notebook. Ah, nothing too unusual there. I mean, a good notebook. When you're on holiday, you think about things. Number three, an umbrella because we're so used to it raining, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> then we got biscuits because, of course, biscuits go with the tea. Then we have a torch. Everyone needs a torch because you just never sure. know where you could be in the dark. A bath sponge. Well, you bring your own bath sponge? apparently so according to the brits a mug i love this tea thing a mug to go with the biscuits and tea bag and then this is disgusting the pot noodle who takes a pot noodle with them on holiday unbelievable you know those plastic things with the fake noodles in okay no 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 sorry you're gonna have to back up i'm i'm an american speaking american english here and what you just said makes absolutely no sense to me what did you say (laughs) a pot noodle is like those you buy a lot of the chinese students use them they eat you go in and there's that plastic pot you buy in the shop you open the lid and inside is a dried load of noodles with chemicals you pour hot water on it and then there's a sachet to add some fake flavoring you, you let it set for five minutes, whisk it around with a chopstick, and you've got uh, a noodles in a pot. Yeah, you ramen, know I mean. Ramen noodles is what we would call that. Okay. Ramen, oh, wow. ramen noodles. Okay. I've never heard yeah. – like are you saying pop or pot? P-O-T. Pot. Pot is in the stuff we used to smoke. Oh, sorry. Pot. Pot. <laughs> we're, we're saying pot noodles. Sorry. Pot noodle, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Summers, I hope you get some striking reviews. Oh, um, I'm so, learning uh, so much. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. So pot noodles <clears throat> uh, from uh, from the Brits. Number nine, cutlery. Yeah, maybe if you're going to China and they think wow. everything's chopsticks, take your cutlery. Salt and pepper shakers, Josh. Yeah, really? to add a bit of salt and pepper. Shopping vouchers. I think we just move on from that. Cheese. <laughs> Cheese. Oh, this is ridiculous. A kite. 
Well, it could be windy. Get your kite out. <laughs> Picture of pets. If you're a, you know, a home lover, an animal lover, you might miss them. Toilet cleaner. Well, it depends where you're going into the into the outback. You may need some mm. toilet cleaner. Pencil sharpener <clears throat> to use for the uh, the notebook. Remote control car. Well, wow. may, I mean, maybe people will be taking drones on holiday soon. Remote control car yeah, comes I mean, to mind. I've, I've brought mine before. Now, if you don't know what a pot noodle is, I don't think you're going to know what this is. Number oh, 19, gosh. pie in tin. A pie in tin. You know what that is? <laughs> I mean, the only th- I'm literally thinking about like a like a an apple pie, like in a. <laughs> So no, I mean, what what is it? It it wouldn't be an apple pie. It would probably be something savory, like a savory pie, um, a meat pie or something, a steak and kidney pie in a can or in a pot, in a tin, basically, that you open up and there you got your pie. Because I guess, being British, we like our pies. Right, moisturizing <laughs> socks. I've never even knew you could get moisturizing socks. I bet you maybe, got a pair maybe of those. Maybe that's the giveaway is moisturizing socks. Yeah, that, that's yeah, that's your kind of thing. Pink salmon moisturizing socks hey, from Summers. Hey. <clears throat> this is a good one, Josh. Maybe like this toilet seat covers because people yeah. are a bit particular about that. In China, of course, a lot of pot loose, so you won't need a cover. Um, you just need some sturdy feet. Uh, Union Jack flag. Oh, dear. Move on. A stapler. A stapler. <laughs> <laughs> a picture frame, a picture frame. And the last one's brilliant. And it's good to see that only 1% of people said this. 1% would bring on holiday a microscope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's crazy. You know, uh, of the things that you said, one of the things that it did come to mind, I do bring hand sanitizer. And, yes. and the reason is because I can't find that easily in China. And there have been way too many cases of going into a public bathroom in China. There is no soap. Yeah. And having hand sanitizer is a huge, huge benefit. Yeah, very true. You alluded to that, I think, in an earlier show, didn't you? So, yep. yeah, put, yeah, it's not very big, is it? So squeeze it in. Yeah. Um, okay, Josh, anything else on, on that rather odd and interesting discussion? No, I think I'd be interested if I would, if you guys are listening to this and you have something that's just burning in your mind, you've got to share with us about an odd or interesting thing that either you've seen packed or that you pack, you should like either message us or leave a, a comment because yeah. I'd love to hear it. Yeah. Cheat. Who takes cheese with them on holiday? Oh, unbelievable. Okay. Right. Good stuff, Josh. Let's get into some Chinese. Jingle, jangle, jongwen. Oh, Jingle jangle jongwen. And today we are continuing the theme of luggage and packing by using the term checked baggage. And uh, and this is something that you're going to use if you're going into an airport, uh, if you're going to be checking anything onto an, an airplane. And, and I think it's important to say that this is only really at an airport because you don't check bags on a train. Or at least I've never checked a bag on a train. Have you? Yeah, true. Yeah, no. Yeah, I don't think it's possible. So uh, I'm going to say this. We're going to say this a few times and you can listen to how to say checked baggage. Mm, okay. Well, that's a, so, that's a tongue twister. Yeah, it really is. I mean, the, the, the primary noun that we've got here is the xingli, and that's yeah. luggage. 
And that can be applied to pretty much any type of luggage, whether it's carry-on or checked baggage or anything. What makes it checked is the words toyun, and that's where it, it, it signifies you're, you're taking and you're, you're sending it um, on, the, you know, on the bottom of the plane instead of carrying it with you on the top of the plane. I'm just trying to think where a, an avid Chinese speaker, where, where you know, someone coming would really use this, uh, Josh. Uh, you know, get to an airport, for example. Um, yeah, where would, they, where would they really have to say toyun xingli? I guess it's building up your vocab. Are you saying that you don't like my jingle jangle jong one this week? Is that what you're saying, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I, I think, get it. I get it. I think I mean, you've just said it in a nutshell. Don't pack that <laughs> when you come over, will you? So here's the deal: is that a lot of Chinese airports have changed just slightly, um, and and it's an interesting change that I haven't seen elsewhere in in the world, and at least in my travels so far. And that is, after you've checked your bag and you've got your tickets, you're not done yet. You literally have to go and and make sure that your bag hasn't because it goes through a scanner. Uh, I've gone through this in in Shanghai and Urumqi. I've gone through this in a couple different airports where they will tell you you need to double check your toyun xingli, uh-huh. and and they're asking you to like so. What happens is you go to another kind of location, and if your luggage gets scanned and there's something that they need to check, it get it gets spit out. For these checkers and then you've got to go in there show them your your ticket and they look through your your checked luggage and then they'll either verify or tell you you can't have that so there's a lot of times where um people are being asked to just i mean like rifle through their their checked luggage and it's not just as simple as oh okay well that's my check luggage i can put anything i want in here and just check it in nowadays in the chinese airports they're sending it through an x-ray machine and then a lot of times having you double check and get that um, yeah, taken care of before you go through security. I, I've never really thought about this before, but of course, when we go to an airport, we put our, our checked baggage in, don't we, at the desk, and mm-hmm. they take it and it goes on that conveyor belt. Then off we go into, you know, through the, what, what is it, when we give our passports and we, we have customs. our hand luggage, customs, we have our hand luggage looked at. But of course, meanwhile, yeah, what happens to our, what happens to it they obviously do x-ray it um somewhere so what you're saying now is um in china when you've left that check-in desk and you walk on to customs you might get flagged up between there and go into customs or does it how does that happen the way that it's worked for me in the past and again i don't know if this is every single airport in china Mm -hmm. or just a few of them is after i finish checking in my luggage they immediately send me over to it's it's okay. usually to the side, and I have to wait there like until, a Starbucks. And, yeah, <laughs> I just have to wait, and there's there's a couple usually a couple people that are sitting there in front of computer screens, and if my luggage gets spit out, then they have to check it. If I wait for you know a couple minutes and it doesn't go, you know nothing comes out, then I'm usually good to go and I can go through security. Um, but it's my luggage has been spit out a number of times. Usually it's because I've got, you know, a camera and they got to check to make sure that I don't have, you know, batteries in there or something like that. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's a new kind of added step for your toyun xingli. Toyun xingli. Sorry, I'm saying the tones a little bit incorrectly. Toyun xingli. But Josh, uh, when they've checked it, do they give you a ticket? So then you can go into customs to say your toyun xingli has been, you know, verified. No, I, I think that it's just the ticket that I have my boarding pass is what is what um, I, I've never 
Like try, I've always either my luggage has gone through or I've had it checked. I've never had a case where I just left and they exactly. had to come well, find me in some way. Yeah, I don't know. I don't worry what would happen there. Another <laughs> thing though, makes me think about, sorry to digress. When we put our bags in normally, the check luggage, listeners and Josh, and it goes off down that conveyor belt that I've always kind of thought, oh, that's pretty cool. I'd like to be on that. It must go. They must check it before it goes on the plane. They must. Yeah. They must check it. So then what happens if there is something a little bit kind of, oh, we need to check that? Do they open it themselves? Because a lot of people lock the luggage. So what we actually, are we putting a load of check luggage on without really looking what's inside of it? And we're only looking through customs at our hand luggage. No. And here's how I know this, because okay. um, this has happened to me a couple of times where I get my luggage. I go back, you know, I've, I've landed. I picked up my luggage. I go home. I open my bag. And there's a there's a friendly little note that says, just so you know, uh, security and customs looked through your bag. And, you know, we just wanted to let you know so that you didn't think anything was wrong. And, you know, I've had it both Chinese customs has done it and U.S. customs. I've had a, a, a friendly note from the TSA that says we've looked through your bag. Everything was okay. fine. Thanks for flying with us. Wow. And I mean, looking for your bag, some people lock their luggage with mm -hmm. the security lock. I guess maybe if they have to, I mean, they're not difficult. They can just get into them then. Yeah. That's what we're saying. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would be curious to talk to somebody in customs or yeah. somebody in baggage to find out what they do in those cases. Because my guess is they just wouldn't let the baggage fly and they'd. I don't know, maybe talk to, they'd call up a gate agent and have them talk with the uh, the passenger that's gone through security. Who knows? Well, if there's any Tuo Yun Xing Li, the, uh, what's uh, the, the word for manager again? Uh, Jing Li. Jing Li, yeah. Yes, yeah, so it would be Tuo Yun, Tuo Yun Xing Li Ji the Jing Li. <laughs> <laughs> that that any... is a tongue twister. Yes, Tuo Yun Xing Li the Jing Li. If there's any check baggage managers out there, we'd love to have you on. Um, I'm sure you're doing a brilliant job, but yeah, I'd really be interested. Maybe they have technology, Josh, that you, they don't need to go in, uh, to the, to the bags. They just scan it very closely and, and they can really pick up on what's there. I'm sure they do. Okay. Wonderful. One more time then for check baggage in case you need to know what it is. Uh, just to break it down, it means consignment baggage Correct. stuff that you. Yeah. Okay. But we Wonderful. wouldn't usually use consign. Well, I don't know. Would you use consignment? I somebody like you, I would have thought would use that terminology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, Dwayne, Dwayne, it's time for me to get one back. Here we go. Because this is just the way it's meant to be. This is just the way it's meant to be. This is just the way. Okay, Joshy boy. Here's the fact. Uh, in the Mao era. Sewing machines were regarded as one of the free bigs, along with a suitcase, checked in or non-checked in, and a bicycle. Um, people placed their names on waiting lists for years to get them and took out loans from the factories where they worked to help pay for them. What are you thinking? Give me your answer. Well, I know that, uh, you know, despite the fact that the points don't matter, points don't matter just like nutrition facts on a McDonald's Happy Meal, uh, I'm still very much interested in, in getting this right. And I think the key for me is the luggage part, because if you can't afford a sewing machine, my guess is you're not going to be traveling anywhere and luggage is not going to be necessary. So I think for that reason and that reason alone, I am going to go with Boudet. Because I don't think that uh, someone's saving up and, and thinking that a piece of luggage is a really, really valuable piece because they're probably not going to be able to travel anyway.
Well, and I, I wonder if, um, I, well, first thing I wonder, I hope McDonald's won't be contacting us after you make <laughs> their Happy Meals or whatever, uh, although you do have a point. Um, and the next thing is, uh, yeah, I think in that era, I don't think many people traveled, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, let's see. OK, I'm, I'm, I'm opening it up. I've got a feeling you might be onto something here. Uh, yes, let's have a look. It is indeed that fact. <sighs> Boot away. Oh, dear. Yes, thank yeah. you very much. Well, uh, just as a little highlight for that, in the Mao era, sewing machines were regarded um, as one of the free bigs, along with a wristwatch. Oh, and bicycles. So they slipped in <laughs> the suitcase instead of a, a, a wristwatch. Chinese valued bikes mostly in part because the public bus system, apparently, Josh, was so bad and owning a car was impossible. Many cities had wide bike lanes, just as they do today. Ample parking spaces on the sidewalks. And bicycles had the right of way at intersections. Uh, I guess a wristwatch was nice to know that you weren't late for work. Um, <laughs> leaving on time. Yeah, okay. Right, we've controlled that one nicely. Let's get into something a bit more fun. I I'm waiting for this. Is it going to be a Zoom microphone? Is it going to be a piece of cheese? What is the giveaway for today? Gossip was breaking news. From the red guest house. Well, the giveaway that we're doing, as you guessed, had to do with your luggage and the fine people over at Paper Signal, which is the company that built or that um, that sent me the packing cubes that I was talking to you about. They've offered to give away one free set of packing cubes. I think I think they retail for like sixty dollars U.S. dollars. So this is not a you know small uh, price here. Uh, yeah. But these packing cubes are the exact ones that I use. It's two packing cubes by Paper Signal, and and they really are. They've made I love the organization and the ability to kind of keep things in you know their place within my luggage, uh, and so we're going to be sending two bags, which is one set worth a value of I think fifty or sixty dollars by Paper Signal to one of our listeners. Wow, a his and hers set, yeah. <laughs> if you want it to be, or it could be a his and and still his set. That's up to you too. We're, we're open to all combinations. Wonderful. Um, so and this is like me. I knew nothing about these uh, uh, packing cubes. Um, I, I thought of ice cubes, of course, which wouldn't be too good because um, they'd melt. But these are different type uh, packing cubes. I've checked them out online. They look pretty cool, actually. Um, I, I definitely uh, get in the hat for that. So, of course, how to do it. Very easy. All you do after listening to this, you go to the homepage, ChinaJedi.com. You select one of our <clears throat> social media platforms, Stitcher, iTunes, Facebook, whatever. Write us a nice small review. Screenshot it and email it to info at ChinaJedi.com. Josh, that's info at China.com listeners. You'll be put into our summer draw, which will be happening in August time. And one lucky listener will get a couple of packing cubes. Wow. Quite something. That's exactly right. And it's not just that. This summer draw includes one of the books that, uh, one of the books for uh, everything you need to know before you travel to China from last week. Of course, also the Scritter and um, and then what was the first one? I'm, I'm it was it was the it was the one that would look really good on you to cover your face, a pollution mask. Oh, the pollution mask. That's right. Yeah. So I mean, all of these are options as part of this summer draw that you can be a part of if you leave a review. It's helping not just us; it's helping people in the future that are looking for helpful podcasts about China. And reviews are the absolute best way for them to find that. And that's why um, we're trying to incentivize that. Really, we want to help you and, and then help people that, you know, in the future that are looking for a good China podcast. Yeah. 
excellent stuff and listeners again uh out there wherever you are in the world uh thank you for listening to us two idiots uh talk about <laughs> all things china-based thanks again josh uh, you go off and do your packing and uh we'll be in touch soon yeah that sounds good i'm looking forward to it this is china jedi people If you enjoy listening to the China Jedi podcast and want to get involved, either by asking a question, expressing your opinion, good or bad, light or dark, or even appearing as a special guest, then get in touch by emailing our team at info at chinajedi.com. That's info at chinajedi.com. May the smile be with you.